This, 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 this show is brought to you by Safety FM. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise, without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen. Thanks for joining us today for TED Speaks with your host, Ted Carew, the Positive Safety Coach. As co-host and Ted's wife, I have the added task of keeping Ted in line and laughing at his jokes, which isn't always easy. My name is Barb Carew. We are coming to you from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, home of the Brewers, Miller Beer, and the Fonz. How could it get any better than that? Our podcast focuses on sharing ideas with business owners and safety professionals to keep employees safe and families together. Our passion for keeping people safe is the reason Total Health and Safety Solutions was created. This is how Ted is able to share his 25 years of safety experience by supporting companies around the globe in their efforts to strengthen their health and safety process. Please join us in welcoming Gina Vanderlyn. Gina? CSP is an accomplished environmental health and safety professional with more than a decade of experience supporting industry-leading organizations. Her focus is on transforming average occupational management systems into something more extraordinary by developing robust and sustainable safety cultures. Gina believes that successful culture building is a lot like the art of alchemy, a mixture of science, philosophy, and a little bit of magic. She drives health and safety performance improvements by leveraging her expertise in risk management, environmental assessment, regulatory compliance, safety program design, and employee education and training. Gina holds a bachelor degree in environmental science and policy from Juanita College and is currently working towards her master's degree in occupational health and safety and environmental management through Columbia Southern University. Gina currently resides in New York, where she serves as an EHS leadership role. Hey, Gina, how are you doing today? Good morning. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me on your show today. Well, we're excited to have you on our show. Can you kind of give our audience a little bit of background about yourself? Sure. So I started my career in environmental sciences. My undergraduate degree was in environmental science and policy. After graduation, I became an environmental consultant. I spent roughly the first six years of my career in environmental consulting, and I did a lot of work with petroleum-contaminated sites. Due to the high-risk nature of the work, health and safety was always an essential part of my job responsibilities. Over the years, I found that I really gravitated towards EHS as a whole, and I started prioritizing it over the science part of my other job role. So in 2013, I made a decision to leave consulting and go into EHS full-time. 
I transitioned into manufacturing where I spent the last four years building up my EHS knowledge. And then in 2019, I had an opportunity to switch roles again. And I joined the utilities sector where I'm currently in an EHS leadership role. Well, thank you for that background. You've been busy, haven't you? (laughs) (laughs) And I know that you're passionate about personal branding. Can you kind of explain that a bit and let us know how you got involved in that? Sure. So I think my work background is really kind of important to that, the history of it. I started off in the sciences where I felt very confident. And then it was sort of this gradual immersion into EHS, and I really loved it. But when I made the switch to a full-time EHS role, I really suffered a lot in the early years from imposter syndrome. And I think a lot of other safety professionals fall into this, especially women. And imposter syndrome, for those of you that don't know, it's when you doubt your ability to know something. So I focused a lot in my early career and really like establishing a reputation of being knowledgeable and helpful. But I was always kind of afraid to take control. And so I didn't really do a whole lot of self-reflection in leadership and my leadership capacity. But when I changed my role in 2019, the organization that I moved to was really, really people-centric. The culture is very people-centric. They provide their people with a lot of opportunities to really learn and explore their personal development. So I was invited to join a mentoring program internally, and it was really like a renaissance for me. That's where I first heard about personal branding. And what started out as kind of like a simple exercise in self-reflection really solidified into something kind of big for me. It was my aha moment. I was taking a graduate school class in safety concurrently during the program. And one day after I kind of finished this personal branding exercise, all of the pieces clicked together for me. And I realized there are a lot of connections between personal brand and safety leadership. And it's really a great tool that we don't talk about often enough that safety professionals can use to really enhance their performance and drive their safety cultures forward. Yeah, that is very interesting. I bet a lot of people really don't think of that concept. And yeah, I think it is kind of a rather new concept, if anything, right? Especially for the safety field, I would think, correct? Yeah. What are some of the elements, Gina, that make up a personal brand success? So personal branding involves a lot of self-reflection. I've done a lot of research into it mostly because I'm a CD personality type. So anybody that knows the DIFT personality types will tell you we need all the facts before we can make any kind of decision. I know somebody like that. That would be myself. (laughs) (laughs) So, So that was something else that came out of the mentoring program was that I'm a CD personality type. So I am very, very logic and fact driven and I like results in the end of it. So of course I had to take a very simple assignment and do a whole lot of research on it. <laughs> and I really immersed myself in it. And some of the things that while they kind of change depending on what source you're looking at, some of the things that I found very consistently was your strength. You have to be clear about who you are, what your strengths are, and use them to maximize your potential. Your values are also a big part of this because your values guide your choices and your behaviors. You really kind of have to reflect and say, okay, what am I good at? And what are my values that are directing my actions, right? Vision, which is like the big picture of where you want to see things go. Connection is your story. You have to have people on board with your messaging and your story 
to really find some kind of value in it. And consistency is something that came up a lot. When you're doing personal branding, you have to drive a very consistent message. People don't like it when you flip-flop. That's something that could really damage your brand. Right. Consistency, I think, is very important in a lot of aspects of the business world, but especially safety. Kind of listening to you talk about the disc, the values, the vision. I bet a lot of our listeners have heard that before and some maybe have not. I know Ted and I, when we started our business a little over a year ago, we went through a lot of that. And, you know, we kind of joke, I'm kind of that question asker, I need to know the details. And Ted's kind of the opposite. So it's figuring out what makes you tick, what your strengths are. And when you have someone you're working with, utilize each other's strengths and weaknesses. And usually you'll come to a better result. So the different way to form that culture right within an organization is kind of what we have to understand each other. Right. So I find all of this very, very interesting. Gina, what strategies or techniques can be used when you're developing or building a personal brand? Like if someone's just starting out or doesn't really know where to start per se? So that's a really great question, right? I've seen a couple of different techniques that people can use. The technique that was used in my mentoring program was designing an elevator pitch, but it was really an elevator pitch with a hook. For anybody that's kind of done the elevator pitch thing, you really have to kind of sum down what you do for somebody so you can explain it in an elevator in a really short amount of time. But the goal of this one was a little bit longer than the traditional elevator speech. And you had to work some kind of hope about what you wanted people to ping you with as your brand. So the way I kind of went through this was I used a SWOT analysis. And a SWOT analysis stands for strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. It's an analytical framework that you usually use more in business corporations and companies use it to kind of establish a competitive position and develop strategic planning. But it can also provide a really good basis for self-reflection when we turn the questions inward. So in terms of strengths, like what are you good at? Your weaknesses, what areas do you need improvement in, right? What opportunities do you really want to capitalize on? And for me, that's really how do you want to serve others? Because I think that's such a huge part of what a personal brand is in differentiation from a company brand, and then what opposition you might come up against when you want to achieve your goal. So I think if you lay those things out and you kind of work through the SWOT analysis, it'll give you a really good picture. Another method that I've seen people use that's a lot shorter is to kind of come up with some adjectives that you believe describe yourself and your leadership style, and then really just do a poll. And you can pull friends and family or coworkers that you're comfortable with. But I think that's kind of a nice way to gain some feedback because we always tend to think of ourselves one way and we feel that we're projecting a very clear image. And sometimes the feedback that we get back is that there's disalignment somewhere. So that's also another really great technique. And again, it's relatively painless to kind of put up a list and then send it out to some folks for some feedback. And That'll give you kind of an idea of what your strengths are and what people associate your reputation with. Pricewater Clearinghouse has a really good personal branding workbook that's online and it's free and they have an XYZ factor concept. So that's great too for anyone that's listening. Yeah, that's some good helpful hints. And again, when you talk about the feedback, you have to make sure you're open to that feedback. Because like you said, sometimes we have our own perception of ourselves and the reason 
you're doing all of this and going through these exercises and personal branding is to find clarity and answers. So you have to make sure you're open to the feedback that you do receive and use it. And we love the SWOT. I mean, that's something that we use with our clients all the time. And it kind of clarifies looking at all the different aspects of how people are viewing safety. So I think that those were some excellent points that you definitely brought up. What actions can really change or damage, I should say, a personal brand? Is it even fixable after it is damaged too? Yeah, so this is a great question that that kind of popped up when I first started really researching into this. And one of the examples that came up in my research that immediately set off alarm bells was Martha Stewart, right? Martha Stewart had a really, really strong brand. And it was predicated on this image of really being wholesome, innocent. It was entertaining, home cooking, this great atmosphere, right? And then she was arrested and prosecuted and went to jail. And that really damaged her brand badly, right? There was this sort of feeling of betrayal for people that didn't even know her on a personal level. That right, right. How could someone that we've placed our trust in you as being innocent and wholesome, how could you do something like this, right? And I think there are a couple of different things that people do to kind of sabotage themselves. One of them I mentioned earlier was inconsistency. Nobody likes a Jekyll and Hyde personality. You don't want to flip-flop what your messaging is because then people get muddled. They don't understand what it is and what you stand for. So they can't build trust in you. They don't know what they're getting that day, right? Or even that hour sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Shameless self-promotion is another big no-no. One of the big things in personal branding is authenticity. It's all about who you are as a person, what value you bring to the table in the service of others, right? And when you shamelessly self-promote, it feels phony and inauthentic, and it can really turn people off pretty quickly. So self-promotion is also not a good one. Failing to follow through, and I think we're all guilty of this sin from time to time, but this is really all about over-promising and under-delivering, making promises that you're going to follow through on something and then not following through with it. And then what's worse is when you edit playing game, and that's lamenting about why you couldn't get something done or making up constant excuses for it. Those really undermine your reputation. And your brand is very closely tied to your reputation. So those are things you have to be really careful of. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh, I've done this stuff or I do this stuff all the time, there is good news. You can fix it. But it's difficult work, right? And you need to be really, really conscious of it. You need to make an active commitment to fix it. So you have to be accountable for the sins that you're committing. And then redefine how you want to be perceived. And then really plan a roadmap and benchmark your progress on it, right? Plan what you're going to do to restore that faith in your reputation and check in with people and get feedback to make sure that that's the message that's going through and that you want to rehab that. Yeah, that's good advice. It's good to know, you know, brands do get damaged. Martha Stewart was a good example, but you have some good thoughts that you can fix it. And you said it's not an easy task, but usually the important things in life are a lot of hard work. I think we've all the time, right? Yeah, we've all figured that out. So I love that concept of don't give up, dig back in and fix it. Kind of bringing all this personal brand back to safety and leadership and safety. 
How can you leverage your personal brand to impact safety leadership? Can you kind of give our audience a little insight to that? Yeah. So one of the things that I think is always really helpful to clarify is that I find that people use leadership and management interchangeably. And that's not always the case, right? You want your management to exhibit good leadership, but a manager is really just somebody in the hierarchy and your leader is somebody that inspires or motivates people to really achieve a common goal. And I think that's really, really important when we talk about leadership and safety and its place in the safety hierarchy. Leadership is what drives culture and culture is essential to positive safety environment, right? If you build a strong safety culture, it's really critical to your safety performance. You'll find that they're tied very closely. So the connection here is that your personal brand really influences your leadership style. It represents who you are as a person, right? And what you're delivering and what value you're bringing to the equation, right? So when you take control of that narrative, you have more leverage to be a catalyst for change. So when you create a strong personal brand, you can really save yourself a lot of time and energy on things that really are white noise and reorient yourself towards a key goal, which is for a lot of us in safety, preventing occupational injuries and illnesses, right? Building our people up. Where it really comes into play, though, is that lots of people have the potential to be powerful leaders, but we become invisible in the big scheme of things because we don't have anything to use as leverage to kind of separate us from the crowd. And personal brand is a tool that's available to every one of us because it's based on our unique characteristics. It's what we're bringing to the table as people. So you can really take that and curate it to to show yourself in the best light and to set yourself apart from the crowd. And when you're in a safety role and you're modeling those behaviors as a leader, you can really leverage that personal brand to stand out and get people to take notice and get people to buy in at the values that you want to sell them. Yeah, I do like that. And kind of how you defined the safety leadership role as inspiring people to a common goal and how that really does drive culture. I mean, that's true without the culture and the common goals you're not going to have the best safety program that you can. So I've loved the idea of personal branding and that you kind of dove deep into it and gave our listeners some good information to take away from this, whether they've done it or would like to proceed in doing something with that. We appreciate that. Thank you very much. Yeah, Gina, you did a great job explaining personal branding. And as most people know, I'm the positive safety coach. And what we like to do is we like to have a little fun and keep everything a little bit on the positive side and have a little jokes with you. The question is, though, are you ready for our jokes? Yes. (laughs) You say that painfully. Yeah. Uh, We're getting used to the reactions now. We have two for you today. Uh, Ted, take it away. What did the science book say to the math book? Oh. The science to the math book. We're pulling in a little bit of your science. Wow. You've got problems. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness, I know. We don't know I whether to it. shake our heads, laugh, cry. <laughs> I'm going to use it as, as dinner ammunition. There you go, <laughs> see? see, your kids will probably appreciate that. Well, do you have any girls? 
No, old boys. So they're really going to love it. <laughs> I should have geared this question to a different character, but the next one is, why was Cinderella so bad at soccer? Oh, I don't know. Also a good one. She kept running away from the ball. Ding, ding. Yay. <laughs> All right. Hey, Gina, thank you for being on TED Speaks today and sharing the personal branding. I think that is something that all safety professionals can get an understanding of. Yeah, actually all professionals in, in general, general correct. right? Yep. If somebody wants to get a hold of you and learn more about this, Gina, how would they do that? You can reach me most easily on my LinkedIn page. You can send me LinkedIn mail. My email address is always on there for anybody that would like to correspond like that. That's probably the easiest way to get in touch with me. Sounds good. Well, we really appreciate you taking the time to be with us today. Have a super safe day. Yeah. Thank you, Gina. Thank you. Thank you both. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to TED Speaks with Ted Carew, owner of Total Health and Safety Solutions, providing health and safety support to businesses by customizing a safety process to fit their needs, big or small. Please connect at ted.carew at healthandsafetynow.com or visit our website, healthandsafetynow.com to share your safety stories or find out more about how we can work together to ensure your people go home safely and turn an expense into a profit center. Follow us and leave a review on your favorite podcast app. Have a super safe week.